welcome listeners to our Novus podcast. My name is Laura Hill. I am the Director and Head of Business Development here at Novus. I'm joined today in my best Scylla voice. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us where you're from? Yes, good morning, Laura. My name's Mark Kendall. Um, I'm the Commercial Director for a commercial buying group representing the distribution sector. Fantastic. So, Mark, um, now I know we've known each other for a few years, but how do you know Novus? Well, I think myself and and Chris from Novus first met um, when we were involved with the National Indoor Arena in Birmingham, which is many moons ago. I think it might be six or seven years ago, maybe. Um, A long time ago. Yeah, Chris was um, working for Mace at the time. Um, and we were fortunate uh, enough with my company in Oxequip um, to design and install all the commercial kitchens at the National Indoor Arena, which was then the Barclay Card Arena, which I think now is the Birmingham Arena. Utilita Arena. Ah, now. right, okay, it's changed names a few times. <laughs> so you're the commercial director of Cedarbond. Cedarbond. So in Oxequip, no more? Yeah, well. Um, my sort of life in the commercial catering distribution industry started um, formally, really, at the last company in May 2000, where we set up a company called Inoxiquip. We traded for over, well, I traded the company for over 18 years, um, sold the company in July 2017 now, um, so quite a, quite a long time ago, um, and synonymous, really, for commercial kitchens, project management and design. Excellent. That's a very, very long time to have had yeah. a life in that field. Yeah, it, a long time. Uh, very, very enjoyable. Um, but, you know, we got the opportunity to sell the business. Um, I stayed with the new owners for 18 months and then decided to move on and start the next chapter of my career, which is now at Cedarbond. And I've been here for over two and a half years. Enjoying it? Incredibly. Something new, something different but still linked to the industry, which is really, really important. Excellent. Now, all those moons ago, back in 2000, did you ever foresee the next 21 years? Well, I think everybody goes into business with um, sort of rose-tinted spectacles, I think. That's probably the best way of putting it. Um, we saw a gap in the market, as, as with you know a lot of our other competition. And really, I think it's all about hard work, hard work, quality, delivery, and Really, really importantly, networking, um, getting to know the right people, and again, delivering on time, on budget, and with quality. Which you're very famous for? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so, yeah. So, Mark, you've re- reflected a little bit over the last 21 years, but if we think of the last year in particular, here we are, end of March 2021. How has the last year been for you? The last year has been... Uh, a roller coaster of emotion, stress, worry, and I think we we're coming to the end of it. In fact, today is the first day we're officially let out. Really, I suppose the roadmap begins. The roadmap begins from um, Mr. Johnson and the um, the Prime Minister elect, Mr. Sunak. I think so. Uh, but yeah, the the last year was awful. We came into it. I remember being in an exhibition actually in um, in March twenty twenty twenty, where covid had just started we heard of this awful pandemic starting in china we were an exhibition an international exhibition that was in uh, that was at excel in london and the first signs we saw of it were people not turning up to their stands 
because of people worrying about social distancing. And then suddenly, you know, four or five days later, we get the, you know, the television sort of interview from um, the Prime Minister and we all sat on our lounge, in our lounges and our settees and really panicked because we didn't really know what, what, were we going to catch it? Were we going to die? You know, it was a, it was a real period of the unknown. And, and our industry sort of my, my industry is the distribution sector so it's people who design kitchens and install kitchens so from the first of april everything fell off a cliff it, devastating you know companies literally just closing their doors not knowing what was going to happen next so yeah pretty pretty tough and you know and bearing in mind that you know the sort of on-trade sector hotels and restaurants you know they, their revenues are around about 130 billion um, to the exchequer and that stopped Stopped overnight. So if end users aren't spending, they're not buying commercial catering equipment, yada, 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 and then it just goes on. Yeah, such a roller coaster, isn't it? And um, you can see the massive domino effect now with various different companies. Yeah, I mean, what, what we found actually is that the UK is extremely resilient. Our, our membership is predominantly um, owner operators, you know, who've been in business for a very long time, you know, second, third generation companies. They, they tend to be able to switch. Um, we had a massive switch in PPE. You know, as soon as the you know the PPE debacle started, our our members went. You know, they weren't selling catering equipment, but they were selling masks and gloves and you know, trying to do everything to to keep the doors open. And I, and I think the biggest lifeline at the start of everything was um, was the furlough scheme, because it just threw a huge lifeline out to our distributors and protecting people's jobs and it's they're, they're still doing it now so you know and no one even heard the word furlough we didn't even know what it was no one knew how to spell it <laughs> i think uh, i just know yeah. now and 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 it like i say you know you know say it again it's just been a massive lifeline for the uh, for, for the country not just our industry but for everybody so do you think so those relationships that you forged with your distributors over the years have you felt that that's been able to remain as strong over the last year or are you finding that you're needing to forge those relationships again yeah it's a great question it's it's been very very difficult because you know people are in that unknown everything's unknown you know where the next you know orders coming from um, where the next job's coming from, can they pay the wages this month? A lot of companies went into their own lockdown, really, where they closed the doors, they weren't speaking to any, anybody. But then as we came, you know, people started to get used to it, around about September, October, that opened up a little bit more. I've never, ever used Teams, never, ever used Zoom, and I am absolutely Zoomed out. You know, we, it's four, five Zoom meetings every day. You can have three in the morning, you know, three or four in the afternoon. I'm, my eyes are hurting. You know, I think I'm going to, as soon as we get let out properly to the opticians, I'll be getting my glasses changed. Um, but uh, technology, I mean, who'd have thought we'd have been sitting in front of computers? I mean, we had a, a meeting last week and there was 35 people on a Zoom call. You know? Gosh, wow. Um, but it's just great for people to wave at people and say, hi, you know, we're still here. Yeah. Um, so so it'd have been great to... Um, you know, forward see it and buy some shares in Zoom, I think. I think we'd have all been really <laughs> yeah. a lot well off, yeah. <laughs> I might ask you that question again later on. So can you tell me what your Zoom outfit of choice is? Mm, yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer in uh, presentation, um, personal presentation. So Always, Mark, yeah. always. So all, all, normally got a tie on, to be fair. But a shirt and tie and a pair of jeans and a pair of trainers is normally the uh, 
the Zoom uniform of choice. So don't get up from the chair. <laughs> at least you're not pyjamas on the no, bottom, blazer no, on the top. No, not at all. No, no. <laughs> so would you say that the pandemic affected your goals for 2020? Absolutely. I mean, I've been at Cedarbon now for two and a half years. Um, we had a, a great push for 2020. We were geared up for the members, for the industry. We were seeing lots and lots happening in the market, you know, with new new businesses coming over from the States and Europe. And it just decimated it. You know, we, we got to the position, you know, sort of mid mid 2020, where things were very, very difficult. We were, we were furloughing staff. Downsize, we downsized our offices. Um, so now we're in a shoebox for the time being, oh, no. so just to hold the servers. But yeah, you know, you've got to cut costs. It's because it, it, it's just very, very difficult. I mean, we are we're a forty three year old forty forty three year old business, um, so relatively you know stable. But when your revenue is literally cut off, and you've got to fund that for four months, five months, six months, then it just starts to get a bit twitchy. It was the level of the unknown wasn't it for how long was it going to last for wasn't it yeah yeah I mean, it's really hard isn't it you know people can you can look at the government and say they didn't do it right they locked down too early they opened up too early but it's just re- really really hard you know it's a, at the end of the day it's a global pandemic you know and you have the naysayers I'm fortunate enough to have had a vaccine, had my vaccine last week, so I'm, a, I'm of a certain Show, age. Showing his age. Yeah, so a certain age. So, but, you know, when, when I went and had my vaccine, it was, it was, it was really liberating because you think well, we're, we're now almost out, you know. So, but, yeah, it's, it, it, it's just tough. What about personally? The hardest thing for me really has been not seeing my grandchildren over Christmas. You know, that's, that, was, that was tough. We met them in a park. Um, last week to give them their Christmas presents. Oh, so that was that was awful. But you know, we're all social beings, aren't we? You know, and and I'm from an industry where the clue is in the name. It's hospitality. You know, we're B two B people. You know, but coming to see you today, it's the first time I've driven my car over sixty miles, which I've <laughs> driving into Birmingham with a massive smile on my face. You know, and no traffic. How, I was going to say, how was the yeah. traffic? And no traffic and uh, getting a parking space they haven't got to pay for. So brilliant. <laughs> Win-win. <laughs> In the next couple of weeks, that might not be the same case. No, no. You might not be so lucky with yeah. the traffic. Okay, so you you would agree if I said that the last year has been quite a learning curve? Yes. Um, I think every day is a new day. Every day is a school day. I think the people that have that are now, that are still in business, because unfortunately there's been some casualties, you know, in every sector. Yes. Um, and, and I think they're going to be more, you know, when furlough mm-hmm. finally ends, there's, there's a bit of a, you know, a precipice coming, I think. But the people who are who have, have changed and adapted, I think they're going to come out stronger. Um, because people, you know, as, as a country, we're, we're an island, so we consume our own things. Mm-hmm. You know, Brexit has been a big leveller for that as well. So the Made in Britain stamp is big. Yeah, so there's there's some great opportunities out there, um, but like anything, it's it's really it's about hard work, isn't it? You know, you've got to get Thanks. out there, do your bit, be on time, quality, and and you don't have to be the cheapest because buy cheap, buy twice, you know. And very and I think true. that's the same in, in most in most areas of yeah. you know of industry really. Mark, you very much have an ethos similar to Novus, and that's probably why we've always got on so well. You you wear your war wounds with pride. Mm-hmm. Those battle scars are never hidden. No. And that is what instilled in the foundations of, of yourself. 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's great to make mistakes because if you make mistakes, you learn, you know, um, be very public about them, be very, and honesty is important, but you have to strive to be better. That's the really important thing. And, and, and you need to be in an industry where you want to get out of bed in the morning and you want to do it because if you're not, then maybe that's not the right thing for you. And you need to change that and put your efforts into something that's a little bit more important for you. That's really well said, actually. Yeah. And I, I imagine lots of people that have either been on furlough or made redundant or have been on that precipice of the unknown of what their employer can or can't do have maybe had that self-reflection themselves over the last 12 months. Yeah, And I think for a, lo- for a lot of employers, it's given the opportunity to look at their businesses because when you're when you're a big company and you know businesses start with you know with fantastic ideas and getting to the first millions really important turnover wise and then three millions another step and then five's another step but you eventually get to a point where do you actually really know all the people that are working for you mm-hmm. you know do you really know what they do is everybody that picks the phone up generating profit for you and, and profit is not just um, just monetary terms. That's that's stock in trade and things like that, you know. So, um, and when you in it, when you've been through what we've all been through, it gives you an opportunity to look at that. And maybe some of the people aren't the right people for you, mm. and you're not the right people for them. Mm. Ways doesn't yeah, it? It does, and there has been, and there will be a big reset, and people will trim down, and it's tough. But we've got to pay our mortgages, haven't we? We do certainly do. Bane of our lives. <laughs> we've still had to pay for those regardless of the uh, pandemic. Yeah. So apart from the Teams and the Zoom, if you could, knowing what you know now, and you could go back to March 2020, what would you tell yourself about the following year that would maybe change how the year went for you? I think... Oh, it's really tough, isn't it? Really, <laughs> it really is. tough. I think... If you were to say, if you were to say, said to me in um, in March last year, it's going to be twelve months, and then we'll be out. I think you could have prepared yourself for that, but no one knew, and it could have been two years, three years, whatever. Boris was saying that we were going to be out of it in three months. If you say it's twelve months and we're we've got a roadmap to come out of this twelve months, then you can prepare yourself. But no one could. I mean, there are a lot of you know people who've knocked the government, but. This is something we've never been through. And I mean, you wouldn't want that job, would you? You wouldn't want the job. And the last time it happened was the Spanish flu, mm. where you know, and there's no one alive now today for <laughs> that. But I think, I think, yeah, it's the uncertainty is the difficult one. The cutting off of revenue. I think, to be honest with you, you know, the country's it has been in a great. I mean, we've, we're saddled with debt now. The whole, the whole country, well, the world, and the difficult one is our grandchildren. And their children having to pay for the debt. Yeah. You know? So that's why we've got to get back. You know, we've got to get back to business. You know, celebrate what Britain's all about, and just do what we do good. Great answer. Yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of how I see things as well. That it's the the children of the future, as it, grandchildren's children's children, that they never have to go through something like this. What can we learn from it and make better for the future? Well, con- we, we could all make some controversial statements about um, open <laughs> markets and livestock and things like that, couldn't we? But um, I think I think the government's a lot more prepared. I think the national health have been amazing. It's great that we haven't had to use the nightingales, you know, um, and a lot of our, the businesses within Cedarbond fitted those out. Yep. And quite worrying when you see 
you know, quarter of a million pound cold rooms going into a, into a hospital, you yeah. know, for mortuaries. And it's, uh, it's, you know, it sort of sends a chill mm, um, definitely down did. your spine, doesn't it? Okay, so on a light note, if you didn't do what you do now, what would you do? Do well, you want to hear mine? Yeah, I'll, let's hear yours first, Lauren. I'll see if I can copy it. <laughs> well, that's a very interesting <laughs> comment. I would be a midwife. Right. Yeah, I think. Did you copy that? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. No, um, got. I have. Uh, I have two children, and uh, yes, no, I wouldn't want to be a midwife. No, not at all. Uh, I think if I had my time all over again, knowing what I've been through, the joys and the successes, I think potentially I'd probably do it the same. However. I always wanted to be an architect. Okay. So, you know, and, and, and being in the industry that I was in for such a long time, you know, with, with, it, with, with my previous company of 17, 18 years and then previous companies I worked for before that, I was always involved with it. And I, it, I really enjoy that creative process. So, yeah, maybe an architect. Okay. And then someone that Chris could have shouted at. <laughs> yes, very true. <laughs> Did the five-year-old Mark say architect? Probably a policeman. Okay. Yeah, police. Well, uh, yeah, probably maybe a policeman or a train driver. Maybe. <laughs> I could. I can see the train driver. I can see that. Now, because I know you a little bit personally, Mark, talk to me about Lambrettas. Ah, right. Yes, the phrase "big boys and their toys" comes to <laughs> mind. Really. Yeah. I mean, you know, right from when I was, you know, uh, fifteen, sixteen at school, that was my first interest in in scooters and all that. All, this sort of genre that comes with them. Had a break when my children were, were born, um, and now I own five. Um, well, the fifth one arrived last week, actually. Um, <laughs> and during during lockdown, it's been my happy place. So it's kept me sane at the weekends because obviously you can't go out, you can't see anybody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've uh, I've built three over lockdown, I think. Yes, and um, building another one. In fact, in the garage yesterday, tinkering around. So, so yeah. For what purpose do you build them for? Pure pleasure. Okay, and do you keep the ones that you build? No. No, no. okay. Uh, what I tend to do is um, build them, enjoy them for a short time, and then sell them on. Okay. Um, so over the years, it's it's in the, it's up in the late 20s, I suppose, really, the amount. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a bit of fun. Um, we, we go go around to the seasides on them and things like that. Great leveller as well because you're in an environment where people are only in that environment and they don't really don't really care what you do for a living. Excellent. Um, so it's it's nice just to get away, blow the cobwebs out, and then Monday comes around very, very quickly. Doesn't it just? Yeah. Doesn't it just? Yeah. That was one of my questions, actually, how many are in the garage now? So you've got the fifth one arrived. Yeah, yeah, fifth one arrived um, last week, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, five now so it's uh, keeping me go keeping me well, my love of um all things motorsport you know sort of scooters and cars watched the grand prix yesterday which is great unfortunately mr hamilton won but having said that great race so was it i am um, i saw a little bit of the um the build-up to it and there's a gentleman that may come along and ruin lewis hamilton this year i believe what's his name yeah seb um uh, sebastian vettel so uh, great race um and you know, you have to take your hat off to um, these. Is it the seventh-time world champion? He is now. Um, yeah, this will be his eighth, you know, won't it? He won. So, and that, and again, that's all about teamwork, isn't it? You know, Lewis Hamilton. You know, arguably is the best at what he does. 
but without the people behind him. He's because he went when he went first went to the team many moons ago, um, they couldn't win anything, you know. So that's all about teamwork, quality, you know, delivering things. You know, it just it just permeates, doesn't it, all the way through? It certainly does. Yeah, you, you yeah. have you've got that core, haven't you? And yeah. it's what builds around it. Yeah, you know, the, an onion, for example, isn't just that. Absolutely. Seed in the middle, it's all those different layers around it yeah, that makes it stronger. And it's like, you know, there's a, there's, you know, you hear these phrases from the Americans and, you know, where they, the sales meetings and whatever. But the, ultimately, you know, being a good manager is surrounding yourself by people that are better than you, you know, and getting the best out of them. That's what it's all about. And that's what we do in the UK really, really well and export it all over the world. We do, definitely. Do you- so just going back to the pandemic a little bit, do you think the rest of the world will survive like we have? Uh, I don't think so. You know, mm. I think I think America will do well because it'll fund itself. Uh, the Americans consume everything they make. It's mm. it's the biggest economy in the world. I think Europe is Europe are having their problems and it's awful to see, you know, the arguments about vaccines and things like that. I think I think the UK has been a shining light over 30 million now. First vaccinations, which is it's great, isn't it? Phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal, yep. and no one would ever thought it. And you know, I think is, is something like fifty-two percent of the adult population we've got vaccinated now. Yeah, and it, it when you go out, it makes you feel safer because that person you pass mm-hmm. in the street potentially they've been vaccinated. Yes, you know? a different way of thinking now, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's not d- potentially they might have it; it's potentially they might be vaccined. That's yeah, a really great way and of thinking, I, actually. I think people are still wear masks, you know, comfortable with it, popping down the shop with the mask mm. on, it's fine, you know, on yeah. the train with the mask on. Yeah. I remember the first time going into London with a mask on the train. It was awful. Mm. But now we've been wearing them, you know, all the time. Yeah. So you just, you just... It became second nature, didn't it, It became really? second nature. Yeah. yeah. And that isn't lifted until late June, if at all, I don't ever think. anyway. Well, I think for myself, I, I think I'll wear a mask on the tube, you know, yeah. even in a year's time or whatever, you know, you see... you. You watch footage, don't you, from a few years ago with people in China in the street wearing masks. You think, what are they masks for? What's all that? <laughs> yeah. But you can actually see, it, even catching a catching a cold. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you, sh- we've all been into London where you've literally, you know, you're on the central line and you are squashed in like sardines and you're touching everybody. Oh, and, yeah. And, and you just think, I don't really want to go to that place again. Mm. Yeah, very true. We are g- definitely going to have to live in a new way aren't we yeah not a different way just a new way a new way yeah, yeah. a better way and and really i suppose celebrate those friendships that we've we've got because sometimes you just get a bit complacent don't you definitely you know about all the friends you have and your health yeah. and your well-being and and i think it's made people think yeah let's make a little bit more of those because we've only got one shot at it it's not a rehearsal definitely. is it you know? no fully agreed on that one <laughs> fully agreed okay so I want to talk to you about another gentleman who likes to wear a sharp suit, Mr. Alan Sugar. Right, okay. So, if, if, because I know quite a lot of people in the business that would avoid The Apprentice like the plague, <laughs> but if you had to go on to The Apprentice, what would be your product that you were selling to him? Oh. And why would he employ you? Wow. Gosh, that's a question. What would be my product? Well, I think I don't know is the answer. That'd be that with a simple one. But I was an avid watcher of The Apprentice. Yes, great show. Up until probably two or three series ago, 
you know, because it just became a little bit, you know, picking the people because that's where they, who they were. But you look at the people that go on it and some of the early winners and the, the people who look at the process and manage it properly, manage their public persona, they're the guys who win. And the guys that, you know, were winning typically through through the early series, were, they were just hard work. You know, it's not it's not the guy who turns up in a smart suit and has got a, you know, he's working in a city in banking. You know, it's the guy who's got his own plumbing business and started out from nothing and now employs 400 people, you know, but always remembers when he hasn't got nothing. And like, you know, Alan Sugar used to, and I think he's quite public, he says it, you know, he used to sell carpets out the back of a van. Mm. Hard work, yeah. you know, take the opportunity. Um, but it, but then it's the really important thing is knowing that it's the people that work for you because you can lose sight of that. Because if it gets too big, then you, it's it's really important to know everybody that works for, with you. Yeah, you definitely. Know, and they're all partners in the journey, aren't they? Um, you know, and when, when it gets too big that you don't know their names and what their wives do and how many children they've got and... It just becomes a bit impersonal, doesn't Agreed. it? Okay, so just to let you know, I've signed you up for the next series. I haven't really. Right. <laughs> I think I'd have some fun. <laughs> you would. I yeah. think that would be great TV. Yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. great TV. Yeah. Because you are right. It's not always about the project that you're selling. It's the person that you're employing. And, and if you've put time, effort and value into that person then they're capable of achieving anything. Yeah, I, I, and like I say, we've, we've talked about it a lot with relationships and networking, but you do meet people all the way through your career. Um, and there's an old phrase, you know, um, be careful um, on the way up because you may meet people on the way down. Mm. Um, and everybody needs a leg up every now and again. Definitely. You know, and we all have our low points. So those those networks and those professional relationships you, you have, they're really, really important. Yes, you know, and making sure that you keep those those networks open. LinkedIn's been great for that, hasn't, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was very much a novice prior to well, probably twenty nineteen. I was a bit of a yeah. LinkedIn novice, whereas now I feel like I'm a bit of a pro. Well, I'm a social media luddite. Well, I was. We use LinkedIn all the time. You yeah, know? and and Twitter has died as a result of it. No one uses Twitter anymore. Very true. You know, yeah. so for, from a professional point of view, it's a bit of a job shop to be fair. Mm. Um, but if you want to get your message across and you've got a big network, then it works really, really well. And it's free. Yeah. <laughs> yep, definitely. And it it's a way of, you know, people have felt, excuse the pun, linked with other people that they wouldn't normally be linked yeah. with through LinkedIn, especially over the last and year. And you know they're at home, you know, yes. working yeah. from home on their laptops. Yeah. I mean, I mean, from our point of view, you know, from Cedarbond's point of view, we... We want to be back, back to where we were. I mean, our revenue was down 20.2% last year, which, to be honest with you, isn't bad, you know, given what other industries have have suffered. But we want to see everybody back. You know, we want to see the pubs busy. You know, we want to see the restaurants busy. We want to see, you know, high rises going up, construction busy, um, because that that tails into everything else. I mean, the high street, uh, the the on-trade sector, it's been decimated and mm. and that may not come back as 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 well as everyone thinks i mean look at look at the city of london how many prets are on street corners yeah yeah very you know, true and 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 who'd have thought from banking's point of view that the, the all the bankers would be working from home I mean, yeah. canary wharf's empty how was that possible yeah and the the spill off from that is people going to work 
grabbing a macchiato on the way into work, you know, um, grabbing a bit of a bit biscuit and yeah, and then ordering something else. I mean, I suppose the the people that have done really really well out of it are just eating delivery. Yeah, and that's where my shares would have gone. Yeah, uh, you know, in fact, you know, we we ordered something from Just Eat on Saturday, you know, and it was in our house in twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's there's big change. The big change is here, but there's also big change coming. Mm, definitely, yeah. I think we were all kind of um, told to pre- prepare to adapt and be versatile, and I think that's even more apparent. The, you know, the closer that we're going through this roadmap now, and and I do hope that everyone is sensible enough for us to fulfil that roadmap. So in two weeks' time, we could be going to the pub. Yes. Have you missed the pub? Uh, I think I've just, I've missed the interaction. Okay. That's the important thing because what our pubs do for us is that you get to, you get to meet the the guy that you've known for 15 years who's in his 80s, you know, and he goes to the pub because he wants to meet everybody because he's on his own. Yeah. And then there's your friends and, and colleagues. So it, it's, it's just, it's those touch points, isn't it? And that's what we've all missed. Yeah. Now coming here today is great because we get to see each other. Yes. You know, in rather, person. Than, rather than doing over LinkedIn or Zoom or whatever. So it, it's just, like I said earlier, it, it just feels incredibly liberating. It does, doesn't it? It's yeah. It puts a skipping your step on a Monday that wouldn't normally be there. Yeah. No, well, I got up this morning and watered the garden because the, the sun was shining. But, so And the sun yeah. is staying yeah. for a little bit. And uh, and then at the, ba- at the bank holiday for the weekend, it's going to be freezing cold. So yeah. welcome to Britain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> will you be going out on your Lambrettas every Easter weekend? Uh, absolutely. Yes, yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I'll be uh, traversing the highways. Okay, excellent. And hoping they don't break down. <laughs> oh, have you had many incidents like that? I think well, I recall one. Well, they're uh, they're over fifty years old generally, and they're they're Italian. So, what do you expect? Mm, okay, <laughs> just stop it. Break down in a uh, in a good place. Okay, I've got a few um, thought provoking questions for you. Right. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Healing the pandemic. Really? I think so. If I asked you in twenty nineteen, then. What would your superpower be? I'd like to be able to go back in time. Okay. Would you revisit a particular time? I, I think I would. I think I'd like to see what the Roaring Twenties were like. <laughs> with, the, with, that, with the optimism coming out of depressions mm. and things like that. Uh, and also maybe um, the 60s. Yeah. You know, where you, know, you walked out of a job on a Friday into another job on a Monday Everything was prosperous. People were starting to buy their own homes. Yeah. People were owning their own cars for the first time. Yeah, such um, excitement, wasn't it? It was like a whole new world. Real excitement. And as as a, as a country, we were great. We were a great manufacturing nation, which we aren't anymore. Mm. Um, we manufacture ideas now, don't we? We do ideas and people. That's what yeah. we do and services. So yeah, would it'd be good to see that that swinging sixties in Carnaby Street and whatever, something like that, and maybe looking at a, a Lambretta that yeah, was maybe brand new. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might slip at the in time. There. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Red or brown sauce? Brown, all day long. On everything. Yeah, I think so. Well, maybe maybe uh, maybe ketchup on a on a hot dog. Oh oh. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. Very true. Now um. One question for you, and it's been an absolute pleasure having you today. Why did you agree to a Novus podcast? Well, never done a podcast before. 
Me neither. Uh, so so we're, I'm, a, I'm, a pod, I'm a podcast virgin, so that's great. Coming to see you guys was really important to, to touch base um, and get out. Uh, on the on this um, like this sort of lovely lovely morning of of you know the the release I suppose from the government, um, but yeah, it'd be good to see you again. Have another chat, definitely. And maybe in a month's time, it's it's even more optimistic. The year is looking a lot better. Yeah, isn't it? Then back on January the fourth, when we were full of optimism and cheer that Monday morning coming into the office, and there was a buzz in the air until yeah. six pm that evening when yeah. Boris closed everybody down yeah and you and it just fell with a thud and you just knew that Q1 wasn't going to go the way that you wanted it to well Q we we had the same thoughts we you know we came back we, we thought well we've got the year out of the way um Christmas is out of the way we've you know everybody had god knows any people around the houses at Christmas we didn't and did we and you know coming into January new felt optimism and then suddenly bang again mm. You know, so that's why it's really important. Everyone has to be very, very careful. You know, do the social distancing piece, wear your mask where you can, because we just need to get out of it and get back to doing what we do best. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, last question for you. This came up in our house at the weekend. If you won the lottery, what would you spend it on? Apart from Lambrettas. What sort of money are we talking about? Oh, like Euro millions. Oh, Euro millions. Um, I'd buy myself a big boat. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and sail around the Med, I think. And then, yeah. Yeah, I think I'd do that. Yeah, I'd, I've watched a couple of shows during lockdown on super yachts. And if you could afford one of those, that that's really, that's billionaire territory. Okay, it? it is. Yes. Yeah. Okay, what yeah. would you call your boat? Endeavour. Oh, nice. <laughs> very nice very nice so mark many thanks for joining me today on our very first podcast um you are always welcome in our office are you any good at pool absolutely oh yeah. there you go come for a game of pool thanks for having thanks laura thanks very much indeed